to Lost in Theaters, the podcast where we talk about movies that have slipped through the cracks of pop culture. My name is Rachel, and I am here once again with my dear sister, Ruth. Ruth. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for saying my name. Errol! Oh, and then I got it. That. I got it. I just had to. <laughs> this, folks, is is the final podcast of the season. We come oh, back really? in February. Yes! Ah, we made it. We made it through a season. And Ruth, today is what? Christmas. It's Christmas. Christmas Day. So it's a Christmas special. The first but day real Christmas. talk. Yep. What do you think this movie's about? Um. Considering. Mm-hmm. The, is Christmas gonna New Year's be. Day? See, all of it's a red herring, Ruth. It has nothing to do with the season. Well, you kept. I wasn't gonna guess that. I, I was just know. gonna be like, is it about gore, or like what? violence, or I don't know. <laughs> why? Why <laughs> I don't know. Do you I pick do that? weird things. I don't, I don't understand. Well, I don't know, Rachel. Why would you do that? That's a good question. <laughs> I don't know, Ruth. Yeah. Well, How do we prevent you from doing that. I have to break the news <laughs> to the listeners that this is not technically a Christmas movie. It's in no way a Christmas movie. <laughs> There's technically doesn't even it's not an unnecessary adverb. <laughs> no, yes. Uh, ooh, no, yes. Anyways, <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, this is just gonna be the final one of our thing. It's gonna be great. Uh, are you ready to get started? Yeah. Dragon Slayer. Came out in 1981. Is it terrible? I like dragons. So here's the thing. I like dragons too. We have a major soft spot for dragons, you and I. Just, I eh, do. Eh, like, Smog has a soft spot. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's hilarious. Um, yes, yeah. major soft spot for dragons. And you know, like, how Merlin, the TV show Merlin, you can watch it and you're like, it's the medieval times yeah. and it's a story and I love it. And same thing with the Robin Hood, BBC's Robin Hood. Yeah. You know, when you watch it and you just get this sense of like, wow. This isn't that. Okay, no. So here's the thing. It is kind of like that. Okay. Uh, the thing about, you know, Merlin and Robin Hood is they were made in the, I don't know when they were made, but more recently and they've got this... The production value is more modern, and it's, you know... The thing about the medieval times is that it does lend itself to being able to be replicated during... Like, um, Sinful Davy, right? It looked... Sinful Davy. Sinful Davy. It looked like... It's a movie. uh, Yeah, we did it previously. Check (laughs) it out. Um, It looked like Ireland. uh, Or was it Scotland? It looked like Scotland in the, you know, 1850s or whatever. They did a great job with that. Um, and this, for the most part, also looks like England in the medieval era, but uh, they do have to employ CGI. Um, oh, no. So here's the thing. <laughs> watching this made me realize that the remastered Star Wars is, in fact, a blessing. Oh. Which is really weird to realize, because everyone critiques the, the, the special Lucas editions that came out with you know the yeah, animals. Yeah, those were weird, but there was an in between. There was grateful an, for an important in between because apparently this used several tactics pioneered by the Empire Strikes Back. Okay. Um, it's like CGI methods. Uh-huh. Uh And it's interesting because I did recognize certain features mm-hmm. of the the way that even just the way that the light was working in certain special effects scenes. 
But in my mind, I thought this could be touched up to look better. So this because yeah. the because Dragon Slayer isn't as popular as Empire Strikes Back, it didn't have the reworking right. and revamping, which is the one that we all know and we watch it and we're like, yeah. Uh-huh. Whereas when you watch this, it falls a little bit, unfortunately. There's an episode of Scooby Doo. In which... What? Uh, that was a hard <laughs> left turn. Well, wait for it. This is part of my CGI education process. Okay. was an episode of Scooby-Doo where one of the bad guys... What do we call them? Baddies. One of the baddies <laughs> used... He, he um, edited in rubble falling from the ceiling yeah, on a videotape. Yeah, uh-huh. so they videotaped an accident and he edited it over so it looked like rubble fell from the ceiling, but rubble didn't fall from the ceiling. It was a magician ceiling. one. Yes! And the way that they knew it had been edited in was this line around uh-huh. the rubble, you know? They were like, yes, you can tell because of this black line. If we remove it, pff, you see what's actually going on. You can see the line in oh. <laughs> in these movies where, wow. they, where they put them in. It's very interesting because in, in you know more modern times, this isn't the case, really. Yeah, uh, no. And so it's funny because this episode of Scooby Doo really like enlightens you to the ways of graphics effect graphic effects from from like uh-huh. you know wow <laughs> yeah earlier you know eighties this is eighty one yeah eighties to nineties sort of CGI things eighteen eighties or nineteen eighties mm, good question oh bad questions nineteen eighty one sister okay yeah. So this has a fellow named Peter Nickel in it, and he stars in the hit TV show Num Threers. It's what? just numbers. Num- it, it num- has a, what? It has a three for the E in the word numbers. Num Threers. Yeah. I recently got into watching numbers, actually, so it's c- totally coincidental that he's also in this movie. He, like, plays the pro- pro- plays the protagonist. Oh, weird. Um, But he, in numbers, he's some other statistical fellow, okay. I think. Yeah. And then, this was a Paramount and Disney joint production, which I think is really interesting. Additionally, this movie, I would have hesitation showing this movie to my children, which is weird, because I, on the one hand, it's mostly okay, on the other hand, there are some weird, there was like, we're gonna talk about gore, Ruth. Ha! I know. I win. You do. There wasn't a game. There was just, like, there was a moment of particular goriness that was real weird. And, like, I watched it with Joe, our brother Joe. We were both just real shocked. And it was kind of horrifying. Joe? Well, he wasn't shocked by the gore, but in the context of the film. Like, we were watching this movie, and then it was really, it was kind of gory, and we were like, what? No, okay, it wasn't, it wasn't, like, a slasher film, but it was, it was as the, like, the cat in, um, in, uh, Bug. The, in Bug. It was like the cat in Bug, where the cat gets attacked, and you see the cat carcass, yeah. and you're like, oh, this is awful! Well, that's a scarring moment for everybody. Yeah, everybody! <laughs> it was kind of like that. There were a few moments. You know how in Bug, I went, ah! You remember? Uh-huh. Yeah. It, you remember the, the breakdown I had on the podcast that yeah, one yeah. time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Want to listen to that? Listen to Bug. Um, similarly, this one, there it was weird because the rest of the movie was totally normal and fine. 
but there were just these moments that like one of one moment in particular that was just ah! additionally i think i'm right about how um the 80s movies treated like brief nudity like severe profanity in in modern films you know like cuz um we watched the PG-13 version of uh Deadpool 2 Ruth remember uh yeah and and um you know Deadpool comes out and he's like so because this is PG-13 we're only allowed to say the f word twice and we're allowed like 36 of whatever other uh-huh. profanities and he starts like lifting uh-huh. these things <laughs> he's like and that's apparently some measure i really think that the 80s treated like brief nudity like this it's real weird there's like this one scene where and, and it's not as bad as um what's it called uh how to beat the high cost of living which was just kind of horrifying because that made no sense in context and this was also kind of strange but there is like a weird like moment in the water that was horrifying no it wasn't horrifying i'm hyperbolizing no kidding hyperbole wasn't that just like a random scene no like it was a distraction no that oh it was it was a distraction but it was very (laughs) distracting (laughs) (laughs) it was very problematic okay anyways (laughs) the pain the pain i mean just compared to the most of the body of cinema Mm -hmm. these seem pretty Tame. Yes, you're correct, but I will say this again. I think people have learned how to film things differently now, which okay. sounds weird. So, like, in in a, um, what's it called? Like, a PG-13 movie now, where someone takes off all their clothes and goes swimming in the water. Yeah. There's just this way that they film it so that there isn't any... Does this happen in this movie? It does. Okay. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> Um, whereas I feel like they were, they were more, they're just, just tactics to indicate all this and they're, they're like, we're just gonna yeah, do it like yeah. this and it's, you know, whereas I, it was less tactful in the 80s as to how they demonstrated this. Uh-huh. And so, and again, yeah, I would be, it's another sort of odd thing. It's a PG movie. Uh-huh. And actually... On the, I looked at the Wikipedia page for this, which, as we know, is super Wikipedia. reliable. What'd I say? Wikipedia. I said Wikipedia. Does that count? <laughs> Am I right? You said Wikipedia. Is it wrong? Wikipedia? Yeah. Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> Vowels! Bashy bazooks, I say! Yeah, you're fine. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, but they said that, actually, the movie was edgy enough that Disney didn't aff- they they put it not through the disney name they Can went you find it on disney plus no i don't think so really they went the other way to um i found this on uh amazon prime actually they went the other way to like they used buena vista their other they've disavowed it mm, i didn't even i should look on disney plus before i say you can't find it on disney plus but you know okay um so Ruth will look it up. <laughs> that, that works. Okay. So, um, now there are things we could talk about to sort of indicate... Oh, yes. No. The director's name is Matthew Robbins, and he is working on the, I think, the live-action Pinocchio adaption that is currently that set. sounds very bad. <laughs> I'm sorry. Why do we want a live-action Pinocchio? 
It was already mildly terrifying. Well, mostly because of the carnival scenes. I think people find the story of Pinocchio intriguing. Yes. Must we bring it to life? I, uh, you know, people are into the horrific bits. <laughs> Guys, no. Um. Yeah. So, but he. So he's still directing to this day. Um. Although. I believe Peter Nichols tries not to mention this movie. He was kind of... Ever? Yeah. <laughs> he's not super hyped about its vibes, etc. Um, yeah, so who's this movie for? It's definitely... Not you. Uh, well, it's so weird is it does scratch that itch, that um, medieval itch, where you're like, I want to see people... Wearing suits of... No, there's no suits of armor. I want to see people... <laughs> no, there are suits of armor. Wearing suits of armor and weird medieval garb and, and you know... So, and someone being a smith, a, you know, a smith person, there's a smith involved. You know, it does scratch the medieval itch, but it doesn't quite... Hmm. It's not on Disney+, Plus, by the way. Okay. <laughs> oh, there you go. Um, It isn't quite... It, it doesn't fulfill one in the same way that watching Merlin does. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, if you're looking for more medieval content, this might do that for you. Um, more on why it does that on the in the medium spoiler section. Um, yeah. The mu- music is uh, mixed. mixed mu- it's kind of medieval music and, and it, it plays with sound. <laughs> <laughs> Real specific Good today, Ruth. Real specific. <laughs> alright, alright, let's yeah. move on. Okay. Um, any questions from the audience so far? I am not an audience. Nope. Things uh, things people might be wondering. Yeah, well, how did you find this? Oh, I went digging. Was I it was... the word dragon that made you watch it? Yeah, actually. Okay. I did, and I did see that it was sort of like a medieval movie, and I do think, is this something... You know, an, a movie, a, a genre... What made you do this? A genre <laughs> of film that I like to pursue looking into more of. You know? Nope. Let's go. Really? You don't get it? Uh, maybe. You know where you're like, I want a medieval movie today. Okay. You know? I, I, yeah. yeah. I'm always interested in collecting those. Actually, to be fair, I ha- don't think I found any medieval movies that I really, really enjoy. Ooh, I have one for you. It's no? from my great text reading list. A medieval movie? Yeah. What was it? I don't remember the name, but I'll get back to you. Okay, then. Um, <laughs> when in doubt, email Dr. Moore. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, Alright, so, medium spoilers. The plot for this movie was a mix between Fantasia's Sorcerer's Apprentice and the story of St. George and the Dragon. Yeah. I feel funny. Do you? Yeah. Why do you feel funny? I don't like those mixing. It is odd. That's something's wrong. So, The Sorcerer's Apprentice got a movie in the 2000s, I believe. Yes. Um, which I actually enjoyed. Fantasia 2000. No. <laughs> um, I enjoyed The Sorcerer's Apprentice, but it... Yeah, but it was creepy. It was, but I felt like it could have got... It could have been more. There should have been more movies, I think, for that one. And they, they nipped it in the bud, tragically. But this one wasn't set in medieval times. That one... Not that one. This one was. That one, the new one... What are we talking was about? set in modern days. <laughs> the Sorcerer's Apprentice that came out in the 2000s. So this one was the first attempt at this sort of, or one of the early attempts. And then, so we had St. George and the Dragon, which, the story of St. George and the Dragon, I got from Fairy Queen. Really? Yeah. That's the only place I've gotten the whole myth for that one. And, you know, St. George goes to fight a dragon. Yeah. Yeah. 
in a sense. There's a town involved, I think. Mm. Mm-hmm. How do you know which saint statue is Saint George? Well, there's he's a dead dragon at his feet. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he's stabbing a dragon with his lance. It's pretty great. Um, yeah, and it, uh, like I said before, it's um, man. Oh, it's good dragon fandom is weird. Yeah, yeah, just like yeah, I love dragons. Yeah, that's the one where it's being stabbed to death. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> yeah. How do I? I don't know how I feel about that. I don't feel bad about it. Mm. It is a <laughs> spoilers bad dragon. Oh, oh, is it? Yeah. Spoilers bad dragon. <laughs> <laughs> Which is interesting because I mean, like the Hobbit, it's a bad dragon. Evil dragon. Evil dragon. It's the Hobbit. Um, <laughs> but in our minds, I feel like we're the sort of people who think, well, maybe the dragon's your friend. And I think... I mean, sometimes. I mean, it's, like, in a different category of dragon. Aragorn was a big, you know, friendly dragon, not friendly dragon dynamic. Yeah. We think of them not as necessarily... Oh, Beowulf, bad dragon. Evil evil dragon, Beowulf. Yeah. It's a tradition. So this is in that tradition Mm -hmm. of things. You ready? Full spoilers? Yep. Go for it. Okay. So... Uh, it opens with a group of people walking across a field, blowing blowing horns with fire. Um, but not no blowing horns with fire. Now that I say it like that, I just mean they have torches and they're also sometimes blowing horns. See, that's a little less exciting. Yeah, yeah. It also seems dangerous. No, it's. It is not a mob, I would like to add. It's just a group of people walking. Okay. Yeah, because the next person we see is a druid, and he's, like, doing spells and brewing magic potions, and uh-huh. he's definitely speaking Latin. Actually, Latin plays a major role in this movie, which is fascinating. The way they just do spells is they speak Latin. <laughs> you mean, like, Harry Potter? Like, more than Harry Potter. Oh, like I mean, sentences. I mean, like, full-on sentences, as in, like, lights turn on. <laughs> oh yeah in latin you know i know some latin so that's yeah. why I... um so uh the people show up at the druid's door they the doorman doesn't let them in he says the guy he's not seeing anybody uh, we're gonna call the druid actually also magister because that's his name the apprentice his name is what no his name is not magister magister means teacher in latin magister yeah I was saying Magister to Joe. I was like, oh my goodness, Magister. And Joe looks at me and I was like, oh, I've strained my Magister. <laughs> Magister's broken. Yeah. Magister. Yeah. No, not that. No. So the apprentice sees the people at the door and he runs to his master and he says, oh my goodness, there's people. We have to let them in. They think they need their help. And then the guy, the old guy is like, and we will let them in. He says, Uh-oh. and then I'm a die. Doesn't quite say it like that. No. Um, okay. So, meanwhile, the teacher then, like, puts on all his robes, and the apprentice is like, what's going on? Um, and then the guy comes to the pilgrims who have come, and it's really That's funny. That's what they are. I don't know. The, um, <laughs> they're travelers. You watched the movie. They're travelers. I just use pilgrim as a synonymous with traveler. It's sort of. Yeah. There's really different connotations there. That's true. Like, That's pretty true. severely different. Well, I didn't call them peregrinus. You didn't. 
Um, <laughs> so, um, do we get to know what that word means? It means pilgrim in Latin. Peregrinus. Mm, it's uh, a pilgrim. No, per per. Oh my god. Peregrine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like falcon. Yes. Like a peregrine yeah, falcon. Yeah, they're called peregrine falcons because they look like they're wearing a little pilgrims. hood. Like a pilgrim. Little pilgrim yeah, falcons. Yeah, pilgrim falcons. Okay, falcons. no. Back to the story. Uh, the apprentice makes sound effects for his master with a drum what? and <laughs> a big piece of metal. I couldn't get my finger That's on whether this was supposed to be funny or not. <laughs> it was. It made me laugh. <laughs> um, also, the person in charge who's leading the group of travelers... Um, definitely looked like a boy at first and then it was like oh no it's a girl question mark i then joe was like the girl looks like me and i said no i think that's a boy um more on that later um you meanwhile said more on not moron no oh, not more on <laughs> okay more on hearing troubles that today. later <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the people explain there's this dragon terrorizing their village, and they have to sacrifice virgins to it every year to sacrifice Guys, that's it. A ter- appeasement like, is a terrible what strategy. What are we gonna do? And the old man is, says, "You know, I'm not afraid of the dragon, so I'll help you." So they're gonna go. And um, there's some comment about how wizards, no, how dragons made wizards. Oh no, how wizards made dragons. <laughs> and dragons made wizards. Yeah. No. And no, no. Now no, the no, dragons no. are spiteful. It's you know there's. Random bits of dialogue. Experiment gone rogue? I, no, no. It just sort of, they're all connected to magic, I think is how it is. Is Dragons are magical. Magus, actually. The word for magician is magus in Latin. Um, So they all leave, but then as the townspeople are leaving, the gate opens and this man named Tyrion shows up and he's armor in armor and he's a Tyrion Lannister? No. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> just Tyrion. Is he a tyrant? No, he's actually a henchman. Disappointing. I know. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, nah, he's, fine. he's a meanie. Um, he doesn't do anything mean, actually, yet. He just gives off mean vibes. It's kind of weird. So, that's judging a book. You would think so, right? But it's a movie and a story, right. so I think it's supposed to be. So it is in the medieval kind of things are what they look like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's sort of t- story retelling. Exactly, yes, yes. Um, like so, uh, the fairy queen. Yes, like the fairy queen. He doesn't trust the wizard. Uh, he says, you know, we need to put him to the test, uh, to test that he's a real wizard. So the the wizard sends the boy up the s- stairs to his, to his office. So the wizard is good vibes? Weird. Weird vibes, vibes, but okay. I think it's supposed to be good. Okay. I might have missed those vibes. Okay. It was confusing. So the boy goes up the stairs. Wait, wait for it. To get, he says, get me the dagger from upstairs. So the boy goes Uh-oh. up the stairs to get the dagger. And here's the kicker. The boy then throws the dagger out of the window. Why? At this piece of wood that it sticks to about three inches from Tyrion's hand. Okay. Which is fascinating decision there. Is that just how he decided to get him the dagger? Uh-huh. Um, we'll see, this is crucial, the because then the old man takes the dagger and opens his shirt and says to Tyrion, he's like, stab me! And then the boy, the apprentice, he's more of a young man type, and he says, I was definitely envisioning a small child. No, it's, he's an <laughs> adolescent for sure. That's not really older. different. Yeah, they're like, okay, he tries to go down, but then all the doors magically close, all the doors and windows magically close and stick him in the tower and he's stuck there now. And then um. Tyrion literally stabs the wizard and kills him. Wizard dead now. 
well, that's <laughs> awkward. <laughs> they burn the wizard. And Guys. the Because he's dead. It's a wizard burial. Is this a magic trick? And the whole fire, the whole screen turned green. Joseph was like, make a note! Make a note, Rachel! The screen turned green, okay? It was real strange! Like the neon television screen green? No, more, more like, like a green filter green. just got right across of almost four screen. Yeah. Oh, what the heck? And then, then it was relegated just to the fire. But there was a moment where the whole screen was just green. You know, effects. Yeah, exactly. Um... And he burns, apparently. And the next thing we find is an old man who was, like, the butler of the castle that the wizard was staying at. He's, like, collecting the ashes and putting them in this little bag, and he's muttering to himself Has about he done this thing. before? It sounds like he's done this before. Meanwhile, <laughs> the boy um, is up in his tower, mourning or whatever, maybe. Yeah, that's a little scarring. Well, he gets down, and there's this crystal involved, and this was really confusing, but he, there's this necklace that keeps getting out of its container and being put in other places. Like, like on its own? Like, wiggles away? Mm, no, more teleports. like teleports, yeah. Okay. Although, at one point, it does wiggle away. In a different scene. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> it just sort of, like... <laughs> Details really Details. make the movie. Details really make the movie. So, um, he's then like, "Oh my goodness, this amulet is magic, and I'm magic." And so then he follows the pilgrims who've left, uh, not the pilgrims, the the the, uh, the, uh, the travelers who have gone on their way because the wizard's dead. And so the apprentice, so all the the travelers are sitting in the woods, and they're like, "Did he just commit suicide to get out of a job?" Uh, all the people are sitting in the woods, and they're like, well, this is a bummer. We did this wrong, boys. No kidding. And then uh, the leader boy who led them there, the uh, who might be a girl, um, <laughs> was said, you know, you're right, this is a bust. And then uh, the apprentice shows up, who has been thus far, he was le- levitating an egg in the air as For they reasons. were walking. No, no reason. Um, they're walking through the woods, and... Um, he said, Apprentice catches up and he's like, I'm the master now and I will beat this dragon for you and it'll be great. And I'm going to be honest, I don't know if the main character is supposed to be winsome or not. Because Joseph and I, both of us, found him very unappealing. Oh, this kid person? Yeah, the apprentice. Who's an older child? Yeah, the apprentice, it was really hard to figure out. Because I feel like from a certain point of view, he could have been interesting. Yeah. But neither of us got that point of view naturally, mm. <laughs> which is odd. But you know, there you go. Um, meanwhile, uh, switch to a parade. At the front of the parade is a man who is using a headband to attach to his back a massive drum. The drum is bigger than the man. It's a huge drum. I had to point it out because the drum is huge. And they're beating it along. And it turns out we witness what happens for the ritual when they sacrifice a girl. And they lock the girl to the post. And then they go away. And the ground rumbles. And everybody runs. And she spits on her wrists to make them slippery. Yeah. And slips her hands out. And um, That's a lot of We see the dragon for the first time. But actually, we see just claws, and it's tail, and it's like, Is you it know. huge? It's big. Yeah. But not huge that you only would... Are they just not animating the whole thing? It's animatronic. 
Are they just hiding it? I think that it's somewhat similar to the Tyrannosaurus Rex in certain certain dinosaurs in Jurassic Park, okay. where they they show they have a whole thing, but they show parts of it early on yeah. to sort of set the stage kind of thing. Okay. Um, and I really thought she was gonna get away, but she oh, did. Oh, that would be the bit that's alarming. No, that was actually I was horrified. I this people kept dying. <laughs> It was depressing. So she didn't make it, which is a bummer. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I was really hoping she'd make it, and she didn't. It's sad. Well, this really is the spoiler section. Yeah, meanwhile. <laughs> so then the person named Valerian, who's leading the group, okay? So the person, you mean the boy-girl person? Yes, Valerian, leading the group, wakes up from a dream. you mention their name at the beginning? Well, because I forgot it was Valerian. Oh. And then she goes to go, he goes... This person goes <laughs> to swim in the creek for a bath, and then this is weird because then the wizard goes, the apprentice, the apprentice boy, the uh-huh. young man, also goes, and this is the weird, awkward, like naked swim that like there's silhouettes in the water but not, and just <sighs> it was very uncomfortable. Well, I don't know what's going on. I didn't so know I'll either. Just oh, it's Mulan. It was, it's Mulan, where, you know that scene in Mulan where she yeah. goes to, and then, and then, but he finds out that she's a girl, but he actually knew already that she was a girl, and he tells her that, and it's a whole thing, it's real weird, and I just, I could never, I'm, It sounds cringeworthy, so and not really, cringeworthy. I know. I know. It's just awkward. It was mostly awkward, okay. is what it was. Desperately, desperately awkward. Yeah. And I just wanted to die a little bit for everybody involved. Oh, meanwhile, oh, Seems accurate. as he leaves, though, he, oh, yeah, so wait, yes, she explains that she's had to hide that she's a girl, so she doesn't get carted off as one of the virgins chained to the rock for the dragon. I know, ever since she was born. <laughs> uh, Thank you. Okay. That's the line. It's very mysteriously put. What? Yeah, ever since she was born, she's hidden that she was a girl. Yeah. So... Her father did, yeah, and maybe her mother too. I don't. We don't meet her mother. (laughs) We do meet her father. Mm -hmm. More on that later. Oh, Um, is this a long movie? It's an hour and a half, I think. Maybe an hour forty-five minutes. It felt long. It felt really long, actually. But a lot happens, so I am impressed because it does feel long, but a lot happens. Yeah. In the movies, eventful. Yeah. So he, the wizard, the apprentice was looking in the water. And then the water gave him a vision about what was happening, and the Tyrion fellow has shown up, and he puts all the pieces together, and he runs to go find the old man who was traveling with the butler fellow from before, uh-huh. traveling with him, and he finds that he's been shot already by Tyrion. He's dying, and Joseph shot. said, they've killed the best off, the be- they killed off the best character already! He was a really funny old man. Aw, dang it. I know. It was a bummer, for sure. Um, yeah, so... He gives him the ashes of the wizard, though, that he had, and says something really cryptic and nonsensical about fire. <laughs> and then he dies, shot with an arrow. Okay. Yeah. So it's a bummer. He's dead now. It's very sad. Um, something, yeah, something about water. And then they sail. They go to the homeland where the dragon is, and they show up, um, and uh, the girl valerian is like we're near the lair and the apprentice says well i'm gonna go find the lair so he goes and then he says like the one of the longest sentences in latin something about the mountain crashing on the dragon 
Uh, he says that's the spell he does whilst he's holding yeah. this, what is it, this um, amulet gem thing. And uh, and it does. An avalanche happens. And it gets real out of hand. Oh. We thought people were going to die in the avalanche, but no. Everyone survived the avalanche, but it crushes the dragon cave. Okay. The entrance is now collapsed. Um, and uh, then they have a party! <laughs> and the Talons has a party. It's a great the party. The movie is far from over, though. Yeah. It is, isn't it? Okay. Isn't it far from over? Yeah. Okay. So they have a party. That bodes terribly. They have a dragon that they've made out of hay that they burn, which I really appreciated, actually. That's kind of neat. I found that very interesting, on principle. Um, and the girl is Valyrian says, you know what, I'm gonna wear a dress. I'm going to be a girl now because the dragon's dead. And she does. She puts on a dress. Oh, no. And then there's a really awkward dance sequence. At first, it's awkward. It gets less awkward as more people join, but it's just the magician and her have a little dance. It's really confusing. Um, not confusing. It's just, like, awkward again. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Anyway. <laughs> um, so, then there's this, there's another guy. There's this fellow Who's in the village? They need names. Okay. May I just say? We're gonna call him Simon. Simon, um, which is not his name at all. We don't know his name. <laughs> Did you just make up a name? I just made up a name. You said they need names. And I'm like, let's call him Simon. Well, this is like the third person. You're just labeling the guy, uh, boy, person. Well, I call the man. other one the apprentice. And then there's also the master. Boy. And then there's the girl who's Valyrian. Who is a girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's the girl's father, who will show up later. And more characters. There's going to be specific vagueness. <laughs> so, um, Simon, he's a weird character, because he sticks around at odd times, and then seed, sows seeds of insubordination. At this time, he says, you know, notice there was no clergy when the dragon was destroyed. What? I don't know. <laughs> um, Does that mean it wasn't destroyed? I s- maybe? Okay. Um, so then Tyrion shows up and is like, Okay, Mr. Dragon Slayer, you gotta go see the king! So they go see the king, and then there's this super awkward magic scene where he makes a chicken appear out of thin air, oh. and the chicken uh, can lay eggs for the king, and the king is stone-faced the whole time. You feel so bad for this dude. And then... The, the apprentice says, you know, I'm gonna make this table levitate, and he tries, and he tries to use his little amulet thing, and it, it doesn't work, and the table just falls over. Uh, he's not really great at magic, it turns no out. Um, the king then walks up to him and takes the amulet. He pulls the amulet off his neck, and then he tells the story about how his brother fought the dragon and then incurred its wrath, and then... Um, he's like, what have you done? You've, what if you didn't kill the dragon? You've risked everything, and now we're gonna die. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Um, back at the mountain, smoke rises from the rocks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the apprentice, meanwhile, has been thrown in, vi- in prison, and the princess comes to visit him, and he's like, oh yeah, princess, like, you've ever risked anything, because, you know, she's the daughter of the king, so she wasn't ever in the drugging. Why did the magician stab himself? 
He didn't stab himself. Tyrion stabbed him. Why did he tell Tyrion to stab him? As a test. Of what? Of, <laughs> of his magical power. So he failed. Yep. So this wasn't on purpose. Apparently so. Are you saying he comes later? I can't speak to the subject. You just spoiled so many things. I can't speak to the <laughs> subject. Well, we're in the major spoiler section. What am I doing? We could just... Should we hoppity scoppity? Hoppity scoppity. Okay, so what happens is the princess finds out that her name has never been in the drawing. For what? For the virgin to go get t- t- thrown to the dragon. Oh, okay. Um. Well, I mean, that would be problematic. Well, she it's... thinks it's not fair, and nobody else thinks it's fair because she's also a young maiden. And what? the king is just... Yeah. Look, if you're... Ruling system is built on genetics. You need this other person. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was vague and unhelpful. No, I get it. I understand. That doesn't seem to be an issue for the townspeople. The okay. townspeople think this is unfair. <laughs> Although I agree with you, but at the same time, equality, Ruth. Equality. Doesn't mean everything's the same. That's true. Also, Ruth. <laughs> for example, we're equal human beings, but we have different heights. Yes. Boom! That's one way of thinking of that. I'd never thought of that before, but that's a good one. <laughs> I like that one. Okay. <laughs> um, Equal doesn't mean identical. Yeah. Just like us. I just am so excited. So excited. Kind of like how 3 plus 7 equals 5 plus 2. Yeah. No, <laughs> it doesn't. It equals 5 plus 5, Ruth. Three plus seven equals five plus five. I know, Rachel. You were just so on board, and you kept agreeing. Yeah. Oh, my Lanta. Okay, so, um, the priest... Oh, yeah, no, the dragon comes out and starts destroying the city. Uh, the priest tries to confront the dragon, but gets burnt with fire. Um, (laughs) the king calls... (laughs) You're just like... Oh, my gosh. You stop. I feel like... You were so hurt about the prince, the girl who tried to escape and then failed, and then all the rest of these people was just like, yeah. You haven't even gotten fire. to the worst part, though. It's it's awful. So the princess, um, oh yeah. So they 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 call for this new lottery, and meanwhile, um, there was a whole subplot where the apprentice was stuck in jail and he had to escape. He escaped. He didn't find the amulet. Um, he's now he had a bucket hat. He wore a bucket hat during a parade, Ruth. Like a bucket as a hat. No, no. Like, you he know those fabric fabric hats that are f- modern and bucket-shaped? <laughs> the no, audience, some I of the really audience don't. will know what a bucket hat I is. I really don't. I'll show you a picture after. <laughs> like, the police hats that are kind of tall? No. More, more felty? Like a fez. Like a fez, but imagine if the fez was two inches shorter and those two inches were taken off of the rim and made into, like, a sun hat. Like in the army? Yeah! Yeah! Okay. It, but, uh, a like little bit... Like the southern general somethings. No. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. <laughs> you did. You did try. I'll show you afterwards. So, um, meanwhile... Everyone Google search bucket hat. <laughs> so a sword um he asks for a weapon the the apprentice asks for a weapon and it turns out the girl you know the girl 
her Valerian? Yes. Her <laughs> father is a blacksmith who made a spear which he hid in a waterfall. Which yes. we took out of the waterfall to Did kill we? the dragon with. Okay. Now. Um, they go to the drawing of names. He draws a name, and it's his daughter's name! And it's, oh no, the princess is going to get eaten by the dragon! Sadness! Wait, the princess? The pl- or Valerian? The princess. But Valerian... But the daughter of the blacksmith is... His, her name was drawn. No. It was the princess's name was drawn. You said his his daughter. Oh, oh, I was referring to the king's daughter. Sorry. Okay, okay. You are correct. That is confusing. Princess's name was drawn. Yes, and then the king is like, no, 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 no. New name, new name. So he draws again, and it's his daughter's name again! It's the princess's name. The princess's name twice, and he's like, what? And he opens the thing, and it's all her name, and she says, I have been informed that, in fact, my name was not in the drawing ever, so I will take the brunt and... On behalf of my people, I shall go to the dragon to die. Oh my gosh. I really thought he'd, like, try a couple more times before opening it. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, so what happens is, then the apprentice sneaks into the palace to try and get his amulet back. The king finds him and then asks him to protect his daughter from the dragon. So that's all hunky-dory. Okay. Meanwhile, then... So, so they go and they forge the spear to make it awesome, and they make it awesome, and Valyrian goes to the dragon caves by herself... And to collect uh, dragon scales? Okay. Joseph and I were really confused about this. She encounters two small dragons and runs away. We don't know Baby what happens. Dragons. Meanwhile, then the apprentice with his spear goes to the dragon caves to go get ready and comes across Valyrian, who has made him a shield out of dragon scales. Nice. Which actually real impressed with that. I was like, that's actually a really good idea. She's like, it'll help resist the fire. Yeah, it will. Like, good job. That's a that's a smart, smart move. Um and then this is the funniest part to me of their whole dynamic is then she pulls a Han solo from episode six where she she goes she's like, you like someone, don't you? Or you love somebody and he's like, Yes I do and she says I understand. I understand. I, uh, I'll, you know, she, at the end of episode six, Han Solo's like, I get it. It's Luke, isn't it? I get it. I'll, I'll get out of the way. It's okay. Because she thinks that the apprentice likes the prince- princess. Yeah. So it's this really weird, awkward dialogue about romance and... Dang, this is a long movie. It is! <laughs> isn't it a long movie? But that's all great. Um, then... It sounds terrible. Then there's the princess sacrifice, Ruth. Wee! And... I mean, oh no. <laughs> this is the weird part. The Tyrion fellow shows up and fights the apprentice, keeping him from protecting the princess. Who's Tyrion again? He's the bad, mean fellow from the oh, beginning. Right. He's the henchman of the king. So Do he's... not understand his purpose. At all. At all. And he fights the apprentice, and they have a showdown right there. Straight up with every contact of sword to spear, uh, there's like a light. There's like a light strike as though Rachel's they're fighting with lightsabers. Because it's because it's like, ow. <laughs> anyway, it's horrible bone sound. It was pretty bad bone sounds. Yeah. Bone. The princess, however, oh, so he breaks the princess's chains though with his spear, and he's like, "Run, princess, run!" But meanwhile, she goes off to the dragon caves because she's determined to save her people. What? Why? (laughs) (laughs) He stabs Tyrion through the pole. Ah! And he wins. And then waits for like two and a half minutes. We 
we've already heard the princess scream once, okay? We've heard her scream, he stabbed Tyrion through the pool, and and then we sit there and watch Tyrion die for 15 seconds, which in movie time is analogous to what, like two minutes? Oh my gosh. So then he runs back, he goes to find the princess, and this was the weirdly gory, sad scene. She's just dead. The girl is just dead, Ruth. The princess has died. And she's being eaten by the baby dragons. Like, right there. It's horrible. Okay. It's so nasty. Her okay. ankle is being chewed off. Like, why? I don't understand. Her death was pointless. <laughs> it's so sad. You'll notice... No, um, yeah, okay. You'll notice what? I mean, this is a toned-down scene for a lot of movies in this series. Yeah, sure. What do you mean? Okay, it's horrible. It's true. Maybe it's a comment on people doing things because they feel like they are going to make a difference and it isn't going to make a difference. That's not how life works, though. It isn't. It's so sad. It was the saddest part. I was just so upset at them. Anyway, then there's a whole R.U.S. scene from, you know, Rodent of Usual Size. I don't think they exist. Except it's dragons, baby dragons, that attack him, and he has to, like, beat it to death with the thing, and, uh, it's a whole... Anyway, he goes into the big chamber, and it was... There was fire on the water. Uh, it was this water... It's like a water pool, and there's fire yeah. on it. It should be noted. Uh, do you remember, uh, uh, the third second movie, uh, Alan Quartermain? There was also fire on water in that movie, and I think it's a thing. I think in the 80s, they had this... They figured out how to do fire on yeah. water, and they thought, this is the coolest thing. I mean, it kind of is. <laughs> it is really cool, exactly. And so they just thought, how do we make a cave look epic? Fire on water. <laughs> so it's a water dragon. Um, it is? <laughs> yeah, that's what we find out in this scene. It doesn't breathe fire? It does breathe fire, and it swims in the water. Okay. He hops across some rocks, the beast sneaks up on him he protects himself with this shield joseph pointed out it's a wyvern it has oh. claws on its wings kind of thing yeah it doesn't have front legs it doesn't have front legs which is pretty cool um Do the baby dragons have front legs i think they did that's a good point that's weird they were more like um bearded lizards okay yeah so they're a different thing they are the babies apparently oh yeah these arms recede in adulthood you know, they didn't have any wings, so maybe as they develop their wings, their oh, arms disappear. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, so, the guy almost wins. He does this thing where he jumps off a rock, and he almost... And, but he gets... It, but it doesn't work. We think he's dead. And then we cut to Valyrian walking across the mountain, and she finds the almost dead guy, almost dead apprentice, and she picks him up and is like, come on, let's go. So they go, takes him to her house, they try to make him feel better, and then um, they decide, they're like, you know what, let's just run away. We'll never be happy if we stay here. Let's just run away. And the dad is like, and it's good that you're going, and, and it's good because the magic is fading, and as the magic fades, the dragon will die. And Hooray! Uh, so, they go across, and this is odd, the dad gives her a cross necklace, like a Christian cross necklace, that has no significance in the, um, plot. 
uh-huh. of the film for the rest of the film. But it's a very deliberate act of giving her this cross necklace. And it's very interesting because I don't understand how it plays in at all. It isn't making some Christian statement about, you know, being yeah. a savior or any sort of, you know, well, repent and know the Lord. No, nothing like that. It's just, have this necklace. It's very curious. <laughs> um, <laughs> so then um, they're about to go. And then as they're, they have to cross this water. And what's so funny is on the way there, they had this scene where they cross the water in big ships as they go to the town. Yeah. So to leave the town, they have to go across big water. Okay. So as they look and they're about to go in this boat, the apprentice looks in the water and he sees... It's like he has one of those vision things. Mm-hmm. I will say they're pretty consistent about what happens. I did like that he has the same... He has, like, a vision as he looks at the water. Yeah. And he had one as before. So that was actually... They were pretty tight on that. Um, and he figures it out. He understands what the old... So the old man at the... who There was the two men who died. The second old man who mm-hmm. died. He's, he said that thing about the fire and the water, and it's like, what? And so then he runs back. They run all the way back to the dragon cave with the pile of ashes of the old man uh-huh. that the other old man had scooped into uh-huh. the bag. So he gets there. He tells the Valyrian to wait with the spear. He goes and he throws the ashes into the dragon cave fire. All the fire goes out. <laughs> and um, meanwhile, th- then and then you have this massive resurrection sequence where the old man shows up again and Joseph was like it's like Gandalf yeah it was because he came back in white and no, he was wearing it's... gray before <laughs> <laughs> yeah he was super super Gandalfy. Um, and the apprentice is like I wanted to be the master but I don't think I am and I failed and he's like you're doing fine kid um, <laughs> meanwhile, back at the village, the priest is trying to baptize everybody, and that doesn't work out because the dragon comes back and he's gonna get them, and then the teacher, professor, master, what did we call him? The wizard. <laughs> um, the wizard is like, okay, here's what's gonna happen. The wizard? Yeah. He's like, here's what's gonna happen. Um, you are going to destroy the amulet and me, because he got the amulet back at some point. Okay. Um, Destroy the amulet and me in the same moment, and you will know when, my Padawan. Uh, and then he has these, he teleports. You know? So he teleports to the top of a mountain, and he causes a storm to come, or actually, he causes all these clouds and winds to come. And this is really intense sequence as the dragon comes, shows up, and. And after, actually, the clouds calm down, and they have, they fight, and they almost die, and meanwhile, the girl is like, just crush it now! And the boy, the apprentice, is like, no, no, he told me what I know! And I called it. I was I was very pleased about this, because what happens is the dragon grabs the wizard out of the air, or not out of the air, grabs the wizard and brings him in the air, and then the boy proceeds to, cr- the apprentice, yeah. crushes the amulet with a rock, and the wizard explodes, destroying the dragon. Oh my gosh. It's a very Death Star explosion, I should oh, add. What the... Yeah. Um, and so that's that, then. Yay! <laughs> um, so the townspeople start singing, they show up, and they're all singing happily, and they thank the Lord. And then the king shows up in a weird little carriage, and he has his sword, and he puts the sword on the dead carcass of the, of the dragon, and he goes... All hail Cassiodorus Rex, slayer of the dragon. And meanwhile, 
nobody Joseph really was like photo op <laughs> it, was, it was such a photo op yeah. it was real weird and then so did he just claim himself as Slayer he did he did I don't know who we don't see if anyone bought it or anything so yeah. that's interesting and then um yeah the boy not the boy the apprentice and Valerian start they we next we see them there walking it's very it's actually like the end of sinful baby where they they just start walking off together across uh-huh. the countryside and um you know the boys he's like oh, I keep calling him a boy the apprentice says you know uh you know maybe I'm not that magical I just I just wish I had a horse and what? they turn around and there's a horse yay and then they ride off into the sunset so maybe he's magical He's giving up his magic ways, except he wishes he had a horse, and yeah. Is it a leprechaun? No, it's in mainland England. Is it Jack Brew? <laughs> no, I think yeah, I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. So that was a wild film. Yeah. You see, like a lot happened. Yeah. I think it would be a good TV show, actually, because the way the staging worked, there was the beginning, and then there was the middle. <laughs> And then the end. Ruth, did you get the beginning, the middle, and the yeah, end? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be like four episodes. It would be the um, the introduction sequence, and then the um, the first the first dragon destruction. I like med- medieval things, and I don't want to watch that. No. <laughs> what if it was? You don't think the story has anything? Nah. No. And then the second dragon sequence, and then the final sequence. Those would be the four episodes, because those keep me very home. <laughs> yeah. I think it could be... I, it's redeemable, I think. Um, it is weird, though, because you're right that it's odd that they combined that St. George and the Dragon vibe and the Master's Apprentice vibe. Yeah. Something about it seems a little fishy. Uh, maybe it's the... I don't know, but I kind of like the idea of the Apprentice having to do a task... Maybe if it wasn't a dragon? I don't know. I thought it was interesting. I thought it was good. I mean, the general plot. I th- I think it could be redone. I think other people would like it, but I just... Eh. No, I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a wild time, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wild. Wild. Really wild animals. Really wild animals! Well, folks, this has been <laughs> Lost in Theaters. This is our final film for this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. You can follow us on Twitter and Happy Instagram. On, at We're both Lost in Theaters in both of those things. Um, yes, it's been wonderful. So thank you so much for listening. Yeah. And we have to... What song should we close, in, close on? Oh, oh, uh, um... God bless ye merry gentlemen, let nothing you dismay. Remember Christ our Savior was born on Christmas Day to save us all from Satan's power and we had gone astray. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy, comfort and joy, oh, tidings of comfort and joy. It's got a really different context after a dragon movie. It is, and you know, <laughs> additionally, I haven't heard that all Christmas season, and it just Aww. came to me right now, and I was like, that's great, it's a great song! I love yeah. that song. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> all right, guys, see you.